like twin sons on a womp rat's tail welcome back to the tumbling saber podcast everybody i'm kyle i'm Corey, and i am carlos <laughs> and the giggles are also here <laughs> the stoop or the or the stupids you choose <laughs> both the same that's kind of both the same oh boy Yo, well it's uh yeah it's, it's looking like it's going to be a, a, a pretty fun show given uh given well where, where we're at <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we got some uh, we got some toy news this week, and in, uh, uh, including this um, a potentially foundational change to the way Hasbro packages and delivers their figures, uh, and and some questions sent in by one of the greats that will get us talking about uh, Kenobi, Inquisitors, and wherever else we end up going. Who knows? Oh boy! It's gonna be crazy as it always is. But uh, <laughs> as let's get it do... straight. He, he he's just okay. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's chop rules with the Z, everybody. He's in fine form. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Well, Corey, since uh, since you're raring to go here, how you been doing? What's up? Uh, well, you just said it yourself, man. A little giggly. We 420 celebration this week. You know, Earth Day. It's like Earth Month, man. We're five awesome. days past 420. Whatever. Yeah. It's still Earth. It's like Earth Month. It's it's just a great month in general. Anyway, everything's Hasht- great. Hashtag forever in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, just lots of barbecuing, man. Just enjoying the weather. Yeah, Did a lot of digging here. today. A lot of digging. Oh, a lot of digging. <laughs> I can imagine you and your, your dog out in the backyard digging holes, looking for peanuts yeah, was, and squirrels was- left in the fall. That was something, man. It's, it was one of those things. It's like I, I, I kind of enjoyed digging in a way. It's very. And at a point, it started raining, and I still worked for like another hour. It's just you, just clear the whole mind, man. It's a good old workout. Just dig, man. Just dig away. Yeah, so I was just, anyway, lots of work yeah, to do, man. We're uh, we're working on the backyard, so <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy, bro. Like the I was telling Kyle, we there's we're just littered with rocks underneath, so it's extremely difficult. So yeah, just it. I'm gonna have to have to build a rock garden. I have no choice. <laughs> like it's it's horrible. Anyway, that uh, other than that, it's been fun, man. I mean, had a good weekend. Just, boys are great, and life is good. That's good. Nothing in the way of uh, new purchases for you this week. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I went a little crazy. <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I bought some. Well. Yeah, that's it. Actually, I got some really cool comics. You know, I got the first appearance of Moon Knight. I got the first appearance of uh, Jessica Drew as Spider Woman, and the first appearance of Sam Wilson as Captain America. Oh man, landed them all. Like uh, I don't know. I just want to pull the trigger. I, f- I feel like you know, there's rumors around Spider Woman. I think that could explode possibly. Moon Knight, we know is coming, but I think the character itself, just being Oscar Isaac playing him, is gonna make the character itself uh, more. It could bring it more to the fore, man. Like people could be like, "This character is crazy," because the character is crazy, man. Like it's, it's a really cool premise for a character. So anyway, I, if he can bring that character to life, you know, I, I spent that's the most expensive comic I've ever purchased in my life. Uh, so it's, <laughs> yeah, it's huge. It's a big deal. Uh, other than that, yeah, man. I mean, I, I've been speaking with uh, a collector, basically this pretty popular guy around here. He used to be in the news all the time. Uh, he's gonna. I've, I've set up this extreme long list of books that he's gonna sell me for like a 
a really cool deal. I'll take a look at them first and we'll banter and barter and it'll be fun. And uh, other than that, I actually, I don't know how this happened, bro. I got so lucky. Like last Sunday night, like it was late, man. It was like 1130. I just finished a game of 2020 hockey NHLPA. Boop, 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 boop. Like super tired. I'm like going to bed and I'm looking at my phone and there's an update and I see someone posted something on the, on the Mandalorian helmet for the black series coming out. Right. So I was like, Oh, it dropped now. And it was a pretty recent post late at night. So I was like, burr, 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 in my drunken stupor, like beep, boop, bop. <laughs> I press go. And next thing you know, like Wednesday, there was a big box on my door from Toys R Us, man. It was great, man. It's, it's, it's pretty hefty. It's pretty big, though. It's going to be a nice display piece. But when you put it on, it's uh, it's pretty big. You need some armor to go with it. <laughs> but it's cool. It's really nice. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah the Black Series one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so I was pretty stoked about that. Like, that's a nice looking bucket. I, I, I wanted to pull the trigger on it, but yeah, man, 150 bucks plus tax. It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough to do. I mean, and I've seen it around too. Like, years. ah, whatever. You could try. <laughs> Maybe the Sithma special will be me trying to break into your place this year. Yeah, you know what? I'd actually thought about that. Now you burned it. Burned. Stop. Burn the idea. The whole thing is Jinxed. scrap the whole goddamn thing. All yeah. right, Corey. Well, yeah, then that was it was like I said, that that's that's a lot of a lot of stuff. So anyway, I was pretty just shocked that I missed out uh didn't miss out on the helmet and that it actually came through so quickly because I've seen a lot of like banter online that you know it's not exactly like that accessible as of yet. Like a lot of people are still waiting or pending or whatever and <laughs> I got lucky. It's like well, bells. I'm very happy for you. <laughs> Carlos, what's going on in your end? Uh, other than my alarm going off on my phone? Um, yeah, no, man, it was a dude, crazy week. Like uh, just uh, working a, a ton. I finally got a, a, an, another overtime shift uh, on, on Saturday. So the six-day work week. And, um, yeah, I, I uh, pretty much planned my May the 4th weekend, May the 1st weekend, uh, my, my Lego hall is pretty much all planned out. Uh, and I went to the Lego store today to try to see if I can sneak some sets early, but, um, they were in the back, but they, uh, they weren't allowed to put them out in front. So, uh, Yeah. Uh, so that's it. Uh, my uh, two other, uh, finally, I'm getting the, the other TIE Fighters. Uh, they finally shipped from Lego. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I went into the store today uh, to see if I can get those, um, the Imperial Probe Droid, uh, known as the Viper Droid, and um, the Vader's helmet and the, uh, the, 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 uh, what do you call it? The scout trooper, the scout trooper's helmet. Um, because I already put the deposit down and my name's on the list, so it's gonna those boxes they cannot sell them. Uh, they, they're gonna keep them on hold, uh, to me, uh, for me until the fifth. But, uh, as we saw last week, uh, the official images were dropped of the uh, UCS R2D2. 
which is uh, 2,314 pieces uh, retailing for $270. But considering I already have 185 uh, bonus dollars, so it's 18,000 points, um, that's going to take a huge chunk off. But the thing is is that they were telling me I can go in tomorrow because the release date is the 26th for um, those three sets, the the two helmet collection and the probe droid. But starting on May 1st, which is next Saturday, um, there's double points. So I'm going to wait to redeem my three sets on Saturday, collect those double points, which is going to be about another 2,000. It's about 2,300 points added to what I already have. So that R2-D2 UCS set is going to cost me 70 bucks. Now, that's a good deal. But I have to ask, how does he fit into a TIE Fighter collection? <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a great question. Uh, and uh, considering one of my shelves already has BB-8 and Dio on it. Yeah, you're a droid guy too. Yeah. And I'm getting the probe droid. And they all have plaques. So I think it fits. I think uh, yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's fitting. Uh, but I am revamping my shelves, and I'm uh, I'm actually taking the um, ATST and the Scout Trooper, uh, or the, the 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 Scout Walker, the small one from the Clone Wars. I'm taking that off the shelf, and I'm gonna put the Probe Droid next to the ATAT. Obviously, both from Empire Strikes Back, and uh, the Porg is going into one of my kids' rooms because a pro a Porg is not a droid. So um, for now, it's going to go in the kids' room if I don't decide if I don't decide to sell it. So that's going to be set up, and the uh, first order uh, Star Destroyer uh, is also uh, getting off that shelf because I'm, uh, that spot is going to be reserved for the uh, the th- the new the three new Tie Fighters. So that's it. That's uh, that's that's my plan. But there's also something which is really cool, which has nothing to do with Star Wars. But they're releasing the Batman sixty six Batmobile. Oh no way! Yeah, but but it's dude. It, it comes with a plaque too, and it's thirty five dollar Canadian uh, thirty five Canadian dollar set. That's like it. everybody should buy this. No kidding. <laughs> they're, they're, I don't know if you guys have seen the pictures yet, but. No uh oh my god yeah it's that that's a 35 dollar set and they're releasing the kind of like in line with the helmet collection uh dc's releasing the batman cowl nice that'd be cool dude i'll I'll send you guys the pictures i'll drop it in the in the chat um no they're 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 gorgeous man and it's uh that batman's i already have the 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 40 dollar batmobile and i was looking at the other batmobile today the the ucs batmobile (laughs) Uh, I'm not there yet oh, uh, with Batman, is, but uh, whew, yeah, it's a $300 set. So it's like, meh. yeah, but I like the two, uh, especially the Batman 66, man. That's a, for 35 bucks. I, that's, that's a can't miss. Oh no. It's it, and price per piece. You're at 10 cents. It's, it, it's perfect. It's perfect. There's those uh, licensing fees. Yeah, exactly. And they had, uh, the, the girl showed me the box. Couldn't sell it to me. I was like, gosh, damn. Like it's right there. <laughs> Come Give on. it to me. Come on. It's right there. 
Uh, but uh, I got some inside information about that Lego store and when they get their shipments. So I know when to strike. Um, obviously, for, for sets that are, are not predated, like anything that's supposed to be available and on the shelf, like even if it's in the back, they're they're able to go back there and and uh, and get it for you. And uh, now I know when to go, which is a little bit of a a leg up on the competition, I would say. A Lego up. Oh, oh, look at that! Oh, oh, look at that! You're uh, so punny. I got. <laughs> I show myself out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's it. And then, uh, so then, other than that, and work. Uh, that's it. I uh, I did a little Star Warsing. I, I watched uh, Empire uh, this week. It felt nice. Beautiful to, to go back to that movie. And uh, you know what? I, I got to give it to you, Kyle. You, you said this many many years ago. We talked about our favorite set pieces and uh, of music in, in the uh, in the OT. And uh, you talked about how the Battle of Hoth, like the the music for that, was incredible. And it never really struck me, but I actually took the time to listen to it this week as I was playing. And like really getting the, the whole vibe of the scene, as opposed to f- like trying to figure out which ATAT is Luke trying to disable, and and all the the snow speeders going down and all that stuff. Like actually listening to the music, it's a great piece, man. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's eleven it's, minutes of of chaos and bombast. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's 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 incredible. I I, I don't think it's I, I I disregarded it to say per se, but I, I definitely, um, you know, didn't give it its fair shake uh, until this week, and I'm I'm glad I did. So uh, hats Dude, off to he, you for making me think about that. Nah, it's, even it's like the ATATs in in that scene, man. Like, kind of go with the music. It's like a part of the music in some of the time uh, at some points when like while they're walking. Yeah, no, definitely so cool. Well, yeah, yeah, no, the sound the sound production uh for the for that whole scene is uh is incredible. It's it's really, really good. Anyways, so uh, that's that's about it. Uh and then obviously uh Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Holy hmm. shnikes. Like wasn't that fun? That was a fun six episodes. You know what? Like I'm sorry, but you could say whatever you want, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, the Snyder cut was so good. Okay, well. <laughs> they 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 needed they they needed four years and a whole campaign just to get it off the ground. And guess what? When I had to redo a test, I always did better the second time too. So it's like, yeah, you could say whatever you want about the Justice League, but what what Marvel is doing with the so far back to back Grand Slams, it's um, it's interesting. Yeah, the, the, boy, they they have tapped a, a vein of gold. And wow, like I, th- I thought there was a bit of a lull in in Falcon Winter Soldier, but overall, I thought some of the moments that that were in the series, man, yeah. so worth it. And the whole Isaiah Bradley angle, which I had no idea was coming, you know, leading into the show, easily some of the yeah, best you did. Moments. No, I didn't last <laughs> that was a happy accident, fool. Yeah, what sure was. We got lucky. Oh, I love it. I love it. So yeah, so some of the moments that came out of that, especially in episode five, I think it was. Whew, that was a heavy episode, and it was great. It was fan- It was superb. Um, yeah, nothing new on my end. Otherwise, like it's real quiet right now, um, which you know kind of like paves the way for me to talk about the toy news of the week, which was, uh, you know, some some Black Series stuff that is coming out under the Lucasfilm fiftieth anniversary banner. 
uh, but it's got a Clone Wars bent to it. So if you remember the three, three quarter figures that came out in support of the animated movie, like what, 12, 13 years ago now, uh, they are re-releasing four figures with the same card back. Uh, so Anakin, Obi-Wan, both in their Clone Wars armor, uh, Arc Trooper Echo and Clone Pilot Hawk are all going to be coming out. Uh, pre-orders are supposed to be ready for May the 4th, which makes all kinds of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't wait to miss out. And uh, they are... <laughs> where, where, are they, where are they pre-ordering from? They, Not Pulse. So for us, um, I, don't know if, I don't know if Pulse has it, but for us in Canada, they are Toys R Us exclusives. <sighs> in the US, uh, is, is a Target exclusive. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure what if they're being sold overseas. If you can't, probably through some fan channel in the UK and whatnot. Um, so yeah, that's you know we've got uh, you know. Well, first of all, Corey, you saw the figures. You saw the card backs. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I really like them. I want all. Well, Hawk, I can. I wouldn't be heartbroken if I didn't get. But Echo, dude, gotta get the Echo. No, gotta get Echo. And then <laughs> Obi Wan, I have in his. I don't know if it's the same toy it's not, repurposed. It's not. The it's same. not, eh? No. So there you go. Like, gotta have them. Like, Clone Wars is awesome. They're going to exploit that vein now, too. Like, just another rabbit hole to go down, unfortunately. Well, I don't think so. I, and that was my first thought, too. That, oh, boy, here we go. They're just going to throw all of them at us. But when you think no, about it. No, not all of them. So Amazon had four figures for A New Hope's 50th. They had the Greedo, Obi-Wan, um... There was, they had what I think four total figures. I can't remember which the other two were. Then Best Buy had four figures for Phantom, Men- Phantom Menace's fiftieth, and now it seems that uh, Target Toys R Us are getting four figures. So I think it's batches of four, and maybe they'll expand the line later. But yeah, later that, that that's what I mean. I don't think they'll do everybody, but there's too many cool characters in the Clone Wars that people would probably buy. Yeah, probably, probably. And so now, I guess now we have to wait to see what exclusive uh, GameStop and EB Games will get, because mm. they're going to get four figures at some point with some theme to it. But yeah, um, I'm I'm going to be all over these. I think uh, if I have a chance to get all four, I probably will. Uh, although you know those exclusive price tags, you sometimes come in at like forty bucks a pop. Ugh, and the only one I can I can even think about skipping is Hawk. Like, I got to get the Anakin that Obi-Wan is. If you get Obi-Wan, you got to get Anakin, vice versa. And Echo is just too cool. Got to have Echo. So we'll see. Um, I, I hope that uh, I hope that they're not one of those exclusive things that you just can't find. You know, like some of them is just brutal. And uh, I haven't had much luck myself with Toys R Us and ordering from, from, uh, from them. So I hope. Oh, I hope this is a a reversal of that because I'm not looking forward to having to you know fight <laughs> fight more. I have no fight left for collecting. It's 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 real bad. Like I mean, it's been you know 2021 has been quiet so far for collecting, and I'm I'm you know I'm glad about that because right now I just don't have the fight in me <laughs> to go and slug it out online or or in person to to, to try and grab these things. I don't think I I haven't set foot in a Walmart or Toys R Us. In a couple months, ah, that's not completely true. But like, I don't even think about it now. Mm. I don't know what's out there. 
to my to my knowledge, there's not much on the pegs right now, and I'm not. There's even, nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing, right? Like I'm not even thinking about it right now. It just it just feels like a wasted trip every time I go out because there's just nothing to 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 see. Yeah, I I went uh, I I dropped in Toys R Us today and uh, I I just took a quick turn around to see what was happening in the uh, in the Hasbro section and uh, yeah, it was barren. It kind of looked like the pegs from 2018 almost. Well, the last like, time I went out, it like the Walmart was empty. They it had like one of those really cheap. Uh, I think they're like. 10 inch figures, 12 inch, like real cheapy five POA type things like for, you know, 10, yeah. 12 bucks. And it had the, like one black series figure and that's it. And a couple of uh, nicked up vintage collection figures. That's it. It was, it was pathetic. And then over at Toys R Us, it's, they're overstocked on some things that have been out for, for months. And in some case, a couple of years, um, they were just loaded with, still loaded with uh, uh, black series stuff from Rise of Skywalker. Like, what are you waiting for guys? Blow this stuff out. Yeah, there was some. Uh, I saw some Poe Dameron from Last Jedi still uh, yeah. on, the, on the shelf, and and um, Maz. I didn't Maz see the Maz, but uh, I saw some of the uh, three and three quarter Snokes at uh, blowout prices. Oh, some places are still stacked deep with that figure. Like they can't four eighty eight. Yep, yep. Yeah, so, there was my local Toys R Us had like at each cache they had like a little box set up. <laughs> like <laughs> I remember that. And then you know, and stack deep on the pegs in the to- in the toy section. It's crazy. I don't know what it Incredible. is. I, I think you know, uh, Jin Urso and Cassian fell victim to that a couple of years ago. Yep. Where they just hung from the pegs for oh, three years. I don't know. That's it. It's it's so odd to me, man. Like the people behind this stuff. It's like, yeah, this is the plan. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I I have given up trying to figure out how ordering works, how distribution works. It makes no sense. It's stupid. The whole thing is a complete cafouillage, as they say yeah. in French. Yeah. Oh, God. But the problem, the problem is people. Anytime you put like whatever system they have in place, like you have to rely on the or you have to rely on the purchaser. You have to rely on the delivery guy. You have to rely on the stock people. You know, so it's like there's so much that can go wrong in these situations, and uh, they no, they don't like see the, the supply from a f- supply perspective. It's like why they're like, we're gonna make uh, this figure in particular in quadruplicate or more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Like they really rolled the dice, but it's like they really rolled the dice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would like to uh, get some get an expert on the show one time to talk about collecting and and, and get my head straight and get everybody's head yeah. straight because it's, yeah, but it's so frustrating. we we would need to get uh, somebody who's on the production side and not an expert in buying because <laughs> I don't think these people are ready for the for the pointed questions. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the issue, I guess. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they want to hear what collectors have to say. And it's it, it's sad because like most of the stuff that comes out when you get it, most people are like, "Wow, ah, this is really an, what a great figure! I'm so happy to get this." But it's it's like it's like panning for gold out there. Yeah, it's so difficult to find the things that you need. It's it, yeah, it's it's really sucked a lot of fun from the hobby, which is unfortunate. But and uh, it's funny how you, we're talking about toys and you're 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 qualifying them as need. Yes. <laughs> 
how else are you supposed to talk about these things? It's a they, they have cultivated that need. And yeah, I guess yeah, I the, the way they share way, yeah. the news, the way they you know they, they hype it up with events and they give you all these great pictures and you know they kind of cultivate that burning need and then they tell you, oh, it's an exclusive, and then you look yeah. at the column section on the right and it's just all people screaming, please no exclusives, and it's like either you guys are tone deaf or you just don't care because you know the amazons and the walmarts they are paying a lot for that exclusive wave yeah and so yeah money talks they're never they're not going to stop with the exclusives as, as much as fans want them to nah they're not gonna they're not gonna stop uh one thing hasbro is gonna stop though is putting plastic in its packaging which I think, you know, as an initiative, we can all get on board with mm-hmm. on the surface, right? Like, yeah, great. Less plastic in being used, you know, less trash in the, in, in the, uh, what the hell's the word I'm looking for? Oh, boy. Less recyclable, recyclable, the landfills. uh, materials. Yeah. You know, like less crap in the, in the landfills. Cause we know yep. as much as you fill up your blue bin, most of it ends up back in the trash anyway. So Hasbro, back in August of 2019, they announced that they were looking at ways to eliminate virtually all plastic from its packaging by 2022. And, you know, that was in 2019. Ah, 2022, it's so far away. But now that's right around the corner and Hasbro is starting to get serious about it. And they're introducing some options um, to collectors and saying, what do you guys think? And... You know, those options have leaked and we're going to talk about those. But if you guessed that collectors might be mad about the options, you guessed right. Yeah. (laughs) So like I said, they they surveyed a select group of people about a month ago and they gave respondents uh, uh, three options of a Black Series Mandalorian figure to consider. Like three options of of packaging. And the first one had... Uh, promo figures or promo pictures of the figure in an action pose on the front of the box and so these are the images that you see on the web uh, like when they announce a figure and it's all posed up and it's got the fancy lighting in the back and it looks great so a figure like that on the front of the box um, and then the second option had a zoomed in version of the artwork from the side of the box that you see out there now so it's got that gorgeous artwork so they've taken that work and put it on the front of the box and kind of zoomed it in a bit more to kind of almost give more of a portrait look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also, on the second option, they've also included a, a tiny little opening where you could see the figure from the waist up. And you, know, and you can also see a little tie used there to kind of secure the figure to the, to the, uh, uh, the packaging. And then the third option had the same zoomed in artwork and a small inset image of, of the figure in an action pose. So those are the three options. I know it's it's hard to sort of wrap your head around by, in a podcast, and I, I'll try and link to, to the images so you can check it out on your own. But, you know, on one hand, if you're an opener, then none of this matters. Or Exactly. But if you're inbox, this has got to be infuriating. <laughs> Corey, as, as an inbox guy primarily... Um, the eventuality or the, or the possibility of seeing only a portion of the thing you're paying for, or maybe none at all. Like, how does that land with you? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. Like I, I, I love the initiative. 
I can't really find a reason to complain about it too much. I'm, I'm I really don't like plastic that much. I find I find our society has a huge packaging problem. It's disgusting. <laughs> Package everything. So yeah, I, I got to get on board with it no matter what. Like, you know, certain ones, I mean, I, I don't know which one I'd go with to be honest. Like I kind of like the mystery almost behind keeping it behind and just kind of knowing but not knowing like sh you know, like Schrodinger's toy in a way. <laughs> Is it in there? Is it not? We don't know. But anyway, yeah, I got to get behind the initiative. So cool. Uh, I think it's a big, big up for uh, Hasbro, man. Just got to get on board. Uh, I don't care. They can even come up with like, you, I thought it was actually going to be the one, uh, the other new kind of box they'd kind of put out there recently uh, with uh, Jack Jackson. Well, have we seen those yet? Yeah, I thought it was like a, a box that kind of like opened like a book almost. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I think that's probably a more expensive packaging option. True. And there's usually plastic involved and all that. But uh, and yeah, I got to get on board. I, I don't really care either way. Um, Does it make you... I have so many... Like, when it comes... Like, okay, so right now, I mean, just putting a card on the table... When you are displaying nothing, every Black Series figure you have, and it's over well over a hundred of them, are nowhere to be seen. Like they're in boxes, put away at your place. Well, there's a good chance with the amount of real estate available that if I were ever to display them, that they would most likely be set in a library position almost, except for a select few, right? And you change them out maybe every now and again. But you like yours would still be in box, right? Yeah, for now. And so when you buy these, this, new, you know, theoretical package that's coming and you can't even see what's in the box, like you're basically relying on the box to dis to display what's inside the box. Which yeah, is that's kind fine. Of mad when you think about it, like just buy just, it, it. What you should do is just find like partner up with, with an opener and say, hey, look, man, I'll you buy the figure and I'll pay you like uh, 10 bucks for the box, which sounds <laughs> stupid. But if you're only going to display the box, save yourself the trouble. I don't know. Mm. We'll see. I, I I highly doubt that they're gonna. F it's going to be a closed box, you know, in the long run. Well, I I, I yeah, I don't think they can. And, I, and like I said, I I'm all for it too. Any you know, when you open a, a Black Series box, it's loaded with plastic. You know, there, there's the window on the box itself. Then there's the tray that the character sits in, and then there's like yeah. another kind of form fit tray over that. Like they're an eco disaster, so I, I fully uh, support the initiative to reduce, uh, you know, the the plastic waste. But I, like for me, I, like I, I'm a hybrid opener in box. I've you know I've been opening more figures than not lately, and I I don't know if this move, this move will make me want to open way more than I currently do. Like to me, like what the hell's the point? Like what is the point of buying a box? Just to, like just to have the box on the shelf. I don't that I can't see myself doing. No, I, and I think what 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 this ends up doing is um, look the the hardcore collector is going to collect regardless. Mm -hmm. uh, whether they're happy about it or not is a different story. Um, but what it could end up doing for the average 
consumer, I'm not going to call them collectors. So just an average consumer um, is if the guy wants a Mandalorian figure, he'll either buy it because he wants the Mandalorian figure or like he'll go to the box and say, well, I don't even know what this thing looks like. Like, and then, you know, it'll probably force people to like research a little bit more online to see what the actual figure looks like. And then hope that that's exactly what it looks like when they open the box. It's a little, it's a little tricky for, for everybody. And I get that, you know, like, I I'm not I don't have that issue in the sense of I don't collect black series I have a couple but whatever it's not something that uh, that really speaks to me and I mean Lego doesn't have those plastic windows anyways and they're doing away with their plastic bags as well um, so I think 2022 all the 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 Lego bags are going to be uh, in brown paper oh nice yeah so they're, they're, they're I think this is the way of the future and it, we kind of have no choice but to to evolve and you know in in 10 years you know you're gonna have some whiners and be like remember when we could see the figure in the bag in the box how that was awesome like yeah i guess but you know forget you, 10 years man I'm, I'm, I'm i can't wait to hear like i'm sure there's a lot of people already complaining about it oh absolutely 100 percent. like I, I you know I, I looked into the issue a little bit more and people collectors are furious inbox collectors are furious yeah and, well, and you know even um even like people who are openers it creates a problem because like you might buy a figure with a janky paint job yeah and that's oh that's as bad as anything like i i ordered yeah a black with a series lopsided dooku. eye <laughs> oh, like i you know i remember seeing the, the the black series dooku promo images and i was like oh my god look how great that figure is look at it's christopher lee but six inches tall and so I couldn't wait. And I, I finally get my, my figure months later. And it's he's got this awful paint job on his eyes. Like he looks like one of those like creepy Scooby-Doo paintings, you know, <laughs> where the painting <laughs> on the wall is like watching the, the kids. Like it's awful. I can't look at it. So now he's like at the bottom shelf on my, on my display. Like I can't look at him. It's It's such a disappointing thing. So like even in, but are they all like that? Or was just a one-off? Oh, just, uh, I think it's just a one-off. Like I've, I haven't heard widespread complaints about the Dooku figure. Just sometimes Mm. you get a lemon and I got sent a lemon. Great. Um, but yeah, even, even openers are not going to be able to see the paint job. It's less of a problem for an alien or a, a helmeted figure, but for humans, like it can go real bad. Quick question. Is there a market for, Miss Prince, <laughs> like the one. Oh God, no, I don't think so. Like the ones that because there isn't Lego, and uh, with especially with minifigs. Like if you get, uh, let's say a, um, a Captain Rex from the ATTE set, from I don't know 2014. I don't remember exactly when it when it when it dropped, and you have a misprint on that figure. Like that figure is going for like 50, 60 bucks on its own. I, I'm sure there, there are some people out there who like kind of the janky look, but I don't think there's actual market for it. It's, it's not about liking the janky look. It's about like, it's about owning something that no one else has. Uh, it's not, I mean, if it is, it's not something I've noticed. You know, I'm part of not in black series. Huh? Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, I've, if it, if there's a misprinted package, that's different. Mm-hmm. Some people will chase sort of the the error in printing. I'm sure, but I, I'll be honest with you. I I believe that there there might be a market for that. So let's say you do get one that's a little wonky. You could probably find somebody who's going to want it, and you know, you take another shot at getting one that's pristine for yourself. You know, like if it's you find one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, but there are work workarounds, you know, for that for that type of situation. Um, There's a lot more customizers out there than I had had thought. Like a lot of people out there don't mind busting out their art tools and, yeah. and painting in their own eyes, and some people are really good at it. Which is maybe something yeah, exactly. I consider with my Dooku. Not that I'm a good painter. Uh, customizer but i've seen some yeah i've seen some amazing things done even a lot of people starting mess around a lot with 3d printing sure, <clears> that's course. come a long way absolutely and uh, our boy troy uh with the head swaps and and the stuff that he does with uh yeah, with his uh, marvel uh, marvel legend stuff like that's yeah, so cool or the dc stuff uh, and star wars is anakin oh yeah he, exactly exactly he's done that with anakin as well yeah, he's the man uh, he's customizing yeah, exactly. He's like so I guess uh, you know he's not an inbox co- like he's not, he's a real collector. He's not one of these fake fans who just keeps stuff in box and bins, Corey. <laughs> uh, certain things of his I'm sure he keeps in box. <laughs> yeah, he buys doubles. Yeah, that's crazy when you think about it. Buying doubles and keeping them in box? I've th- I've thought about it, man, to be honest, like hmm. some figures I have bought doubles of just cuz there's like you know, I, I like having it in box display, but also I need to have the figure out just to pose it up. Like I've got like the Ahsoka. The Ahsoka and and a bunch of 332nd clones. Like they're all out of box now. I've got, I kept yeah. one in box and the rest I yanked out of box and I'm, I think I'm going to get a couple more out of box just to build up. Hey, get me one more. No. Come on, man. <laughs> I can't find them anywhere. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Like sixty bucks. Oh uh, yeah, no, they're not. They're not. They're not cheap. You don't have that guy. I have one. Uh, yeah, boy. Am I, am you is boring. boring. Uh, my goodness. Sorry. Oh, dude, I told you lifting rocks all day and digging. Hey, Ray yeah. had no problem lifting rocks. She didn't see her passing out, taking a nap. Yeah. Uh, you don't know. They cut away. There are other scenes. Luke. Luke was able to lift a rock with Yoda on his back. Come on. Man, but he cried. You want the impossible. <laughs> you sound like Zero the Hut there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't think they can fully close off the figure. I think they have to find a way to uh, give some kind of view of what's inside the box. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say that. Like, So, so the, the, issue, the issue with the little window is you're going to have people with their grubby fingers poking, poking through there. Mm-hmm. You know, and then not only as soon as you put your finger in that little window, now what's going to happen is your finger is going to go down and you're going to dent the the edge of that that window for sure. So well, there's going to be a lot more damaged boxes. I th- I oh, feel hell yeah, people are going to shove their fingers in there and kind of like pry it open a bit to see where the accessories are. Are they are, are my accessories in there? It's, yeah, you're going to have a yeah, lot there's, of there's a, boxes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so th- does this come with a price increase or a price decrease, uh, or oh, prices go one way, Carlos? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, I was, I was, it was a rhetorical question. Um, yeah, so it's, it's tough. It's, it's the landscape, ha- but the, the thing is, is that it has to, ch- the landscape has to change. Yes. It's got to evolve. You know, collectors have to kind of get it, get away from, 
you know, the 40 year habit that we have of, of looking at these figures through a little plastic window. Like the, and not uh, only that packaging is a horrible, horrible, horrible thing. Oh yeah, for sure. The, the, um, I have three times the amount of recycling that goes out every week than I do garbage. For sure. 100%. Yeah, the, our, our recycling bin is full every single week, and yeah, I could put my trash out. Well, we our, our trash pickup is every two weeks, and I could sometimes wait a full month, but that's just gross. Yeah, exactly. Especially in the summer. Oh God. Well, do you guys remember even back in the day, the three and three quarter figures of anything you bought really had like the same thing. It had the like uh, the bubble, bubble. pack, yeah. and then it had the interior. It had another little packaging that the guy was stuck in, you know, right? And you had to peel them out. Well, yeah, and this. Cha- so if they're serious about getting rid of of plastic, like this spells big trouble for vintage collection and the upcoming uh, Return of the Jedi fortieth anniversary. Yep, that's like. I wonder if they'll make an exception for that 40th anniversary line. I, I think they probably will. You, you got to have the matching set with the new hope and empire, but otherwise like vintage collection, what do they do? I don't know if they can build like a cornstarch <laughs> kind of window or, or, or bubble. I, I, I don't know. But I, that, that's a, they got a big problem on their hands there. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if, so the, the I think there's a way to do use hemp. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to start using different materials. Yeah, I mean they'll have to, and then yeah, then you'll see price go up for sure. But so the the Cad Bane and armor exclusives that came out last year kind of has that sleeve that kind of sl- you know, the the package or a tray kind of slides out from the sleeve, and the, you can actually touch the figure, which is kind of gross if it's going to be at retail, but. There's no plastic window. There's no, actually, I don't know if there's a plastic tray, but there's no plastic window. So I wonder if that's what one way to do it is just have a Velcro tab, and then you can open that and see the figure tied like tied to a backing a cardboard backing. See that that that's that's a good idea. Like I like you said, like almost like a book with a Velcro tab, but also it was the same thing with Rex. His figure as well is like that. It's completely open, but just in the sleeve, you know. Then again, you want to bring home a figure that how many people have touched? Uh, well, you know, dude, you know, you can't. Those are the kind of figures you can. Well, I guess they did do it with. You said you saw the armor in stores, but I feel like that's that's an easy way to take a toy home with a five figure discount. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's. I guess it boils down. Well, those ties. You have to bring like little clippers so you can cut all the ties, and sometimes they're in real tough spots to get. Yeah, but they want to eliminate the ties too. Didn't you read that in the article? Yeah, they, 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 the plastic ones, yes, but they use like almost like a paper one too. Ah, okay, okay, okay. And I, I assume that they'll continue to use use those. But yeah, I, it's you know, like you said, Carlos, they, they have to evolve. It's a good initiative. It's got to be done. You know, when when you take apart one of these Black Series boxes, like when they're all kind of packed neatly together, it's it's a nice tight little package but when it's all apart it's like ah oh, it's plastic is everywhere like yeah Corey, same if, with marvel if, legends if you decided, Corey, for, like if you decided one weekend oh, i'm going to unbox all of my black series figures you would fill your recycle bin and then some the big one see even at that i would probably keep the boxes 
there's a there's a way to cut them open like relatively easily without doing too much damage to the box. Oh, for mm. sure, absolutely, there is. And it definitely, I mean, two three bucks a pop for for certain, maybe even twenty thirty from others upwards of that. That that'll add up if you ever decide to sell them. You know, yeah, even if they're open, sure, sure. you have the box in good condition, whatever. Yeah, as long as you advertise that yes, these have been opened and played with. I still, but you still have the box. It's all good. Anyway. We'll see what Hasbro decides to do, but it's it's people you know collectors are are old school and they're set in their ways and they are going to lose it. And I, I'm kind of excited to see that because I like seeing adults freak out over Star Wars uh, and toys and toys. <laughs> All right, uh, let's jump into a couple of questions here from one of the greats. I mean, come on, when you're talking about Rick Villanueva, you're talking about one of the giants, a titan, if you will, of of. <laughs> <laughs> the Star Wars fan community. Uh, and we have all kinds of time for Rick. So he he was kind enough to send in a couple of questions. He must have had a lot of things eaten holes in his brain. So he wanted to see what we thought. So Rick's first question, guys, for the night is, will we see Anakin's lightsaber in the Kenobi series? Carlos, I'm going to give it to you first. What do you think? Uh, I think we'll see it in a box somewhere. I don't think he's going to pull it out. I don't think he's going to show it to anyone. Uh, I think it's just going to be like a, a cameo. Just like, oh, there it is. Oh, my God, it's right there. And then we're going to freak out about it and uh, make a bigger deal about it than, than than is necessary. And it's going to be fun. And we're going to talk about it. And, uh, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> is that fair? I think that's fair. Isn't that what we do? We make a yeah. much bigger deal of things that they deserve? Absolutely. Of course, that's the fun. Corey, what do you think? Well, I still think Rick's just okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> He's a bull buster. He's a bull buster. I think anyway, know, just bust the balls. I love the guy. He's great. He's great, Kyle. Just like you said, he's one of the great ones. But anyway, I love the guy. It's yeah, a good question, good. though, honestly. Sounds exactly Because like, I, I, at first I was like... <laughs> anyway... Hey, hey, you know, sometimes I like to bust Rick's chops and he likes to bust my chops, but, and I say, Rick, you're not better than me, but Rick, oh, shut up, Kevin. That. he is, he is, Rick is fully vaccinated. Rick is better than me. Yeah. That Mark kinda... and Mark and Kevin are better than Rick and Kyle any day. That's jumps. Anyway, like I, at first I was kind of like, oh, it's tough to say, but like, it definitely raised some questions when I started thinking about it, right? Like. Like first and foremost, to me, it really depends on Obi-Wan's mindset, which I think we'll get to later. But again, it always kind of says like what purpose purpose does it serve to the story, right? Like he's definitely not training with it and he's not showing it off, you know, his laser sword, like, check this out. I killed some guy and took it, kicked him into lava, <laughs> cut off like three of his four limbs. But anyway, like uh I can see it going kind of maybe two ways, like Maybe he needs to like bust it out to like erase his the evidence that he's ever even been on Tatooine. Like he can't leave something like that lying around because someone's hot on his heels, you know, like he's got to get away. Uh, but then there's the other side of me that's like, I don't know, like I can go see it going either way where we just don't see it. But I think it's too big of a deal. It's too big of a symbol for the star Wars community to be like, you know, we know that he has it, like he's got to bust it out. And maybe that's the conversation that he has with, uh, 
Owen, you know, where he's like, look, this, this is Luke's, he's the heir to this, this saber. This is, it belongs to him, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then Owen can kind of shun him and d- deny him, you know, but I could possibly see it not showing up, but at the same time, I think the chances are good. I just don't want it to be like, again, like use this lot forced into the story but i think they can make it work with the story and again i think going with the the owen thing is how it most makes sense you know like i don't want it to be like vader being like my saber i want it back (laughs) you know like no i think you're right like i also i'm gonna stop short of guaranteeing it but i i i think it's a sure bet we're gonna see it as as much as we're gonna see sand in the show we will see this lightsaber i i think um, and if rumor, like if rumors are to be believed, there's flashbacks to, to the Clone Wars, and then game over. You know, dude, imagine some live action Clone Wars. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's that is Ugh. that is a rumor that's out there that there could be live action Clone Wars sequences with Hayden and Ewan. Like, so, but my my question is this now, like, how are you? How would you feel about actually seeing Obi Wan wield that lightsaber? It kind of feels weird, no? Like, oh yeah, no, there's yeah. no need. Yeah, his, and he's not he's a two two handed fighter. Yeah, but we know someone who is who's around in that timeline. I, don't know, I think that, that that's that saber just needs to stay buried till whoever gets it. Anytime like, we say the word need, what ends up happening is that the universe takes that and says, "I'll tell you what you need." I, I, like I said, I agree. It's too great of a symbol not to be used. It's just how they use it that's important. Oh no, and I don't want I don't want it to be used. I think that uh, that lightsaber's already had too many grubby fingers on it. Well, I don't I don't mean use. I mean seen on screen. I don't want it to be fought with or there's no uh, way Obi-Wan's like igniting it to fight with someone. So I what highly, I what, highly doubt what that. I want to see is I want to see uh that lightsaber like we see the Jedi books in the Falcon. That's how, that's all we need. We don't need more than that. Why why um he just leaves it lying around in the closet. Like, but let no, me get into the robe. In that box. <laughs> he he has it in that box, and or maybe we see him actually sitting down in his hut and actually putting it away, like taking it and putting it away, which would be like, okay, cool. Like he's putting it away for safety. He can have a, he can have a moment with himself too, a moment of reflection where he's thinking back on things too, and the times that he shared with Anakin, and like maybe yeah. just opening it up and rehashing in like a PTSD moment almost, you know, like, or maybe he, he actually communes with Anakin because he's holding his lightsaber and there's like a connection there. True. Now, I, you know, I like the idea of that, you know, maybe if you know, Obi-Wan's feeling the heat, like he's feel like the walls are closing in on him a little bit. And maybe he's, he takes that lightsaber and like Corey said, brings it to uh, Owen and brew and says, you got to hang on to this for Luke. I, I'm in trouble. Like, I don't think I, you know, I, I can't take the chance that this falls into the wrong hands. This mm. is for him. And Owen. Well, don't get me wrong. I, I see that scenario going down, like Owen telling him to get lost, you know, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. For or, sure. or maybe you're right, Kyle. Maybe he does take it. I had in my head last time we had spoken that Vader does come at a point maybe and speaks, you know, he, I don't think he's going to kill uh, Owen because he knows him, but you know, well, we know he doesn't like, kill him though. Like it's kind of obvious. Yeah. Yeah. True. But like at the same time, <laughs> either way, 
there's no reason for him to really be that vengeful, I guess, you know, when it came to like, you know, the, the bond with his mother and all that crap. Hmm. So like, I don't know. I could see him Vader, maybe even showing up and like seeing Luke in the background. And like, you know, it's one of those moments where like him looking at, Ve- uh, at Luke being like, who's that boy? Like, that would you know, be the and, stupidest like, thing nope, ever. Nope, nope. Nope. Dumbest thing ever. Horrible. Really? Eh? Horrible. We spoke yeah. about it last time or like yeah. maybe get a- he wouldn't know. We talked about it. Like he, he's Leia's right in front of him. At that point, yeah. he doesn't even know he had children. You know that survived. But you can excuse that, knowing that that was the first movie, and like we, Lucas wasn't even sure he was gonna make a second one. Like but you, you, can, you can excuse point, that, but now there's no excuse. Now you know. So now, it, why? No, we don't. Make, Vader doesn't know that he has kids. At it that doesn't point matter. Yet. We do. So we do. So. You, you can't what does that put, mean? What it means is that it's a lot harder for people to swallow and buy what they're selling you. Yes. If you know that that's his son and there's a, he's he's um, he's a force user. We didn't even know Vader was a force user when he sees Leia at the beginning of that uh, in that hallway scene. Yeah. So it, it's like. It, I don't know, man. I just think it's like... It just makes things needlessly muddy. Yeah, you don't need to do that. Like it's, it's Icarus flying towards the sun. Like, what are you doing? You don't need, you don't need a scene like, scene like that. It's, it's almost like, how hard can they wink at you before you roll your eyes and go... Well, that's that's the ultimate endgame. Like, I mean, Maul kind of got close. He got a sniff. But if Obi-Wan's... Or if Vader's sniffing around... There has to be a threat to Luke at the same time. You know what I mean? Oh, I can see a threat to Luke for sure. It's I. I don't want. I don't want Vader and Luke on screen together. Like that is nonsensical to me. That would. Be- I could see it being a really tense moment though. Like not Luke being like, "Hi, hi, Vader. Like, how are you?" But like off in the distance, like, like just a, a scene that's super tense where Owen's just like, you know, trying to keep his cool and not say like who the kid is or whatever and. Look, like, a few and he's episodes, asking about Obi Wan. A few episodes ago, we talked about uh, the Obi Wan show and the rumors and and whatever. What you know, and we said we'd probably end up talking about it another thousand times, <laughs> <laughs> and we're here now. And I, I'm gonna, I'm willing to put money down that says Vader does not step foot on Tatooine. It would be stupid for him to do so, and I don't want to see it. He hates sand. I- yeah, I'm not a big fan of him ever stepping foot on t- Tatooine again. Like, I want him to. The first time is when he gets is a new hope, basically. Like, it's all coming full circle now for him. You know, it's it's his twilight kind of. I love looking at it from that perspective. Well, but you also have to like work with the material as it is. And so, in '77, when Vader goes to Tatooine and he doesn't comment on it, he doesn't. There's no moment of reflection for him being there. Of course, like. There's no reason because Lucas didn't know quite what he was doing yet. But if you put Vader on Tatooine now, it comes that comes with all kinds of baggage. And so then we yeah, it makes it makes seventy seven worse. Yeah, it, then he gets to a new hope and he's he's flying by Tatooine and again doesn't acknowledge it, despite it being something you revisited in Kenobi, which is in prior to that on the timeline. It makes no sense. Yeah. Well, put it this way: Obi Wan and Vader meeting period at all in this series makes no sense either but it seems like that's what they're gunning for from what we're meant oh, to believe at this point told us they are and yeah i've always i've i've always said that they shouldn't meet but it makes that that no possibility sense? was always open 
yeah, this is why. How's there a possibility left behind from that last thing? That's just a uh, one because of those he, things, well, man. When he says, "I I sense uh, something I haven't felt since since what?" And I've for me, it's Mustafar, but it's twenty years, so they can choose another spot in the timeline. Yeah, but and you didn't be, know you didn't know it was Mustafar until two thousand five, right? <laughs> That's not true. Oh, Corey, they, he always had. The, the name Mustavar in the lava battle has always been kicking around for a long yeah, time. But, I mean, but no, the but... time it enters consciousness and, and, and canon, that it's 2005. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's, I, yeah. No, I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the idea of, of Vader-Kenobi rematch or them getting back together. I, or you know what it could be too? It could be a play on words in the sense that I can't remember what exactly what Deborah Chow said, but it was something like, you know, it'll be the best battle you've ever seen them in. Something like that, you know? So what if it is technically one of those battles where we see them go back in time fighting together in the Clone Wars? It would make sense for the for the the uh the, the Hayden Christensen casting for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're still gonna see Vader, but the battle because she said straight up that we're gonna see them battling together. That doesn't necessarily mean against one another. No, what Kathleen Kennedy said, it's the rematch of the century or something. So yeah, they're, that's true. They're going to fight. But yeah, but she or, she said that in a presentation talking about the show. But when the director says together, maybe she has more details. Yeah, I'm I'm more inclined to actually believe the director more than what Kathleen Kennedy as as the figurehead of like talking about 12 shows all at once no i just want to say i don't know i the the deborah chow quote is gone from my brain so i'd like to see it again okay that's fair i want to I, I was saying to that uh point it could be a battle of the wits because that's the way i could see it really planning out panning out with obi-wan escaping by the skin of his teeth and vader just kind of being like am i crazy or I, I just don't know anymore. Kind of, oh, you know, where Obi Wan really people people think they are getting Mustafar two point That's what people think at this point. So, yeah. I don't want that. Do you want that? Who cares what people want? I'm just saying, people think they're getting that now. So if you don't give them that, oh, be ready. Be ready for one of those tantrums that we love to kind of laugh at because it's gonna happen. Like we talked about, like the twin sons tantrums. People were really pissed off about that. They're not going to do that to people twice. Whether they should and just do the story that they want, different argument. But yeah, people think they're getting one thing now. So uh, for for you know for for harmony's sake, I hope that uh, Lucasfilm's going to give it to them. And I I think they are. I think it's pretty for me anyway. It's it's pretty clear that Vader and and uh, Kenobi are going to duke it out again to some level. But, you know, like. <laughs> And this is this is a stray thought, but if people are looking for these Disney Plus shows to fix the sequels, that that's what everybody wants now is for new content to sort of fix the sequel trilogy. Um, they could shed some light somehow, and this takes this goes away from Kenobi, but like uh, shed some light on on how and when uh, Anakin building his second lightsaber because we know nothing about that, mm-hmm. and. Again, I don't know how that serves Kenobi's story, but who knows how they can weave it in. And, and you know, 
maybe they could find a way to give us a reason why that crystal calls to Ray and not anybody else. And what if, what if that crystal was a gift from Palpatine to Anakin, you know, right at, just as the Clone Wars are getting underway. So you would have that link of it being a Palpatine crystal that eventually calls to the granddaughter. But in the meantime, the Skywalkers had it the whole time, but it was really never theirs. You know, it could do something like that. But what, like I said, like, what does this do for Kenobi? <laughs> All it does is just take away time uh, to, to answer a question that either doesn't need answering or can be dealt with elsewhere. I have a quote here from Ewan McGregor. He says that the most beautiful thing of all of this is brought back to uh, brought me back together with Hayden. Uh, adding that there will be another swing at each other before the end of the series. There you go. There you go. So yeah, it's like, but I don't know. I, I don't like it. I mean, it's like they're basically like better get on board. But I don't know. Depends how it plays out. We'll have to see. But again, oh, the execution. All maybe matters. maybe. It would have to pan out in the sense that, you know, maybe uh, Obi-Wan lops off his three limbs again. They're already robotic, right? It's like, I'm still the master. What? What? Actually, the only one he didn't lop off was the robotic one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they can make it as high-flying and crazy and over-choreographed over as, as the Mustafar. You, you can't. It, it would be an entire episode. Well, I, yeah, for, I mean, but forgetting that, like the, the flair and the like the speed of it, like they can't do that, I don't think. And I don't think they will. I think they will dial it back and ratchet up sort of the, the emotional tension rather than like the nonstop kinetic wild action. That's what I think they would do or with that, what they will do whenever they get around to, to releasing this and, and blessing us <laughs> with this story. But yeah, I think broadly we agree that the saber will probably show up, and and hopefully they kind of explain that that scene in New Hope. They can't just overlook that and be like, let's just hope people don't notice. What's what? Are you, which one, what are you talking about? Well, them them fighting and like you know the last time we met. We, no, we meet at last. That's all he says. All he says is, uh, "I've been waiting for this a long time. We meet at last." Um. When we last met, I was but the learner, but now I'm the master. Yeah, exactly. And that's well. Yeah, but that doesn't mean. It. Yeah. So so now, you, now you're just mincing words. You know what I mean? Like it's clear what that means. Do you think he's gonna admit at this point that he's not a master? In his head, he is the council. <laughs> he is the force. No, I I understand, but if. If Obi-Wan, obviously Obi-Wan gets the better of him in this matchup. Yeah. He's got to school him real good. But no, maybe not. Maybe he, who knows? Like it could be, a. F you know how Luke force projected himself? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what's going on and Obi-Wan tricks him. I, I think that's what it is. I think Obi-Wan's going to, they're going to fight and it's going to be a, a, a tough fight, but it'll be Vader is going to get Kenobi if, if Kenobi doesn't trick him somehow. Cause Anakin's a moron. He's a dumb, dumb. Well, and so I think that's what I've been saying too. Like I, I wanted to be more a battle of the wits in a way. I, I, and I think you're right. I think eventually Obi-Wan is going to pull a fast one on him. And so then when they meet on death star, it's okay. You kick my ass on, on Mustafar. 
and you tricked me 10 years ago, but now I got you and you're not going to get away this time. I've seen all your Yeah, tricks. exactly. Uh, exactly. And and that's how it and that's how it it fixes it. not fixes the dialogue but kind of it, and then Obi-Wan legitimizes it. One ups him again. He's like, strike me down. And and that's, that's more because Anakin being on the dark side, he can never win. He never wins. He, it's just, it's, it's the, you know, like Freddie Prince Jr. said, the Sisyphus thing. Like he just never wins. So yeah, I, uh, I, I, I kind of like it. And I, yeah, I think it does, you know, Vader, it, it, it does work. I think it does work that Vader would say, I, I saw you got me. You chopped off the limbs on Mustafar. You know, I, I couldn't take you down saber to saber. And then you slipped away using the force. But now I've got all the tricks. And now now you can't escape. But of course, he doesn't know about force ghosting. <laughs> the most ultimate trick of all. Yeah. Cool. Uh, it, it could work that way. If it's off planet, I'd be very happy. One last trick up my sleeve. He's like, yeah. all right, stomp on these robes. <laughs> All right, Rick's got another one for us, guys. Um, Rick, uh, I've had enough of Kevin and Rick <laughs> and Mark and who else? Yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Rick says, "There's a part of me that feels that if there are Inquisitors in Kenobi, they'll almost be there to make up for the weakness of the Knights of Ren." Hmm. <laughs> like, can you can you use weakness to make up for weakness? <laughs> And I'm only half kidding, but yeah, I don't know. Inquisitors were kind of dumb. I've, like, al- I've always thought they were more so. So, <laughs> hold on, Corey. Kevin was talking. <laughs> what did you say? You always thought what? I, I more bark than bite with the Inquisitors. Ah, yes, okay, okay. Um, but I, they're, they're... other than the spinning lightsabers, like to make Ugh. them fly, Ugh. like awful choice. Uh, terrible, awful choice, but. I mean, hand to hand, like a couple of those, they look like Zod's, like Zod's uh, subordinates almost. They suck. They're terrible. Don't you find? Uh, like, yeah. I don't know. There's some. There's something about them is like, oh, look at these buffoons. They're, they are buffoons. They su- yeah. to me they well, like the they, first they, guy wasn't the Grand Inquisitor was pretty yeah, smart. He's the only guy who and he's yeah. Zod. That's Zod, man. And there he you go. still couldn't beat half-ass Kanan Jarrus. Yeah, Kanan well, sucks. Kanan wasn't half-ass at, at that point. He, was, he basically was. just... No, he wasn't, you idiot. Oh, he thought Ezra would just died. <laughs> he was like, you just made a mistake. But he looks at him and, and like, that's a wicked-ass scene. It's a great scene. You can't scene. tell me otherwise. It's a great, What's I'm that? Not, uh, it's a, it is a great scene, but Kanan's... No- Kanan's no master at that point. He's not. A, he's not. He hasn't been a Jedi for like fifteen years. He, Dude, he pushed. He was pushed over the edge at that point by losing Ezra. Like thinking that he lost Ezra. Like watch that scene. It's so intense. Like he just doesn't let up after that. It's like blaster fire with Ezra's. Like pop, pop, pop. Coming yeah. with the lightsabers. Pop, pop, pop. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Yeah, it's and good he scene. just doesn't let up the whole time. It's a good scene. It just kind of. It, it, it's weird for me that, you know, Kanan, who peaked as like, you know, his, his Jedi training peaked when he was, what, 12 years old or 14 years old, then put it away for 15 years, you know, just dusts off the lightsaber and takes out the Grand Inquisitor. It, but he gets, he gets it more like, like that, that's, that's a moment where he's grown much as 
he's not necessarily a Jedi yet. He doesn't believe himself to be. He doesn't think he's worthy yet. But that scene definitely, he he's honing in. Anyway, I'm just saying that the Grand Inquisitor, mostly on the on the strength of the Grand Inquisitor, which is not a lot of strength, they're way better than Knights of Ren. Like oh hell yeah, oh, they added absolutely nothing to Star Wars, other than to be oh who are these sh- shadowy guys? Nothing. Nobody engaged with that. Not even JJ <laughs> in Rise of Skywalker. He didn't touch them either. But really, I mean, they're just they're there. Ryan yeah, they have, they have that one all. boy band mo- montage where they're on top of the little cliffside. Like, yeah, they're up on the. Plateau. How did they get up there? Yeah, it's like this like stalactite or whatever. Whatever. Just popping out of the ground. They're just like there, like looking around. How did we get up here, guys? We need a vantage point. Oh yeah, are we looking good? <laughs> yeah, I just, that, that 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 scene kind of was a I bit mean, cringeworthy. They are. Uh, they 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 know they know all about the high ground. I'm I'm happy that we got the confirmation though uh, a few days ago about the the series being six episodes and not four. Was that a con- was that confirmed? It was confirmed. I'm actually reading. I'm reading it now. Um, it actually came in the press release for uh, Maya Erskine, who was cast in the Obi Wan series. Oh, okay. And um, it says here she will appear in at least three episodes of the series. Um, and it says also the six episode series is directed by the Mandalorian veteran Deborah Chow and production is expected to begin this month and expected to debut in 2022. Cool. Yeah. So it's going to probably release in February or May of 2022 after the book of Boba Fett in December, 2021. I'm all for it. Whenever, whenever (laughs) they want to give that to me. I am ready for it. <laughs> oh, baby. Yeah. 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 Uh, so what do you think, Carlos? Um, are, are the uh, Inquisitors, if they're in Kenobi, are they there to make up for the crappiness of the Knights of Ren? No. No. I, you don't You don't uh, shine a turd with a turd. <laughs> I love it. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> Sorry, that's all I got. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Oh my god! No, I, I mean, no, they're they're, they're not uh, trying to fi- Oh, we're gonna fix something that happens like thirty four years later. Like, no, no, that's that's not what they're that's not what they're gonna do. And there's no connection here. I, I don't think uh, it makes any sense. To how, how does fixing the Inquisitors make the Knights of Ren better? Like, it just doesn't. Well, almost like no, it's like a. Uh... I don't think it means make to make them better. It's like a, a mea culpa. Yeah, okay, that that group of would be badasses sucked, but we'll, we're we're gonna fix it and make sure that that you walk away feeling happy about the where the Inquisitors are or what they do. So, so Deborah Chow is gonna fix is is going to <laughs> try to make what Filoni screwed up better so that we can forget about what JJ screwed up. Like, come on, I mean. <laughs> I, I I mean I'm I'm a I'm a fan of Rick, but this is like you didn't have anything else, buddy. Like <laughs> oh, he's not going to give us a question again. Bring the fire, dude. You, no, the first ones were good. Just like this one. This one is just like you know gra- grasping at straws, I guess. 
but no, uh i i kind of disagree with you man like th- this this question got me tumbling man yeah, but like, that's because you're a moron Corey. Oh, i mean ah, it doesn't take no, much i think things are more complex than you see you know like like i have a bird's eye view there's, oh, okay, there's okay. many oh. variables to this this equation when you really okay, think okay, about okay. it go, go ahead go ahead i want to hear this well, I, I think he does have a really good point in saying that the Knights of Ren, like that's what he's kind of bringing up. The Knights of Ren are a folly in a sense. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with the Obi Wan series. Go ahead. No, I agree. I, I agree with you right off the bat that there's no, they're not going to point, use something to point out the crappiness of the Knights of Ren, even if it's subconscious. Plus, we've already had our taste of uh, the Inquisitors. We know who they are. Regardless, I don't know if I don't know if we'll see them in the series. I don't know if it necessarily makes even sense. It kind of does make sense from certain view. Like I think, first of all, live action Inquisitor will look so goddamn cool. No, I, I agree with be, that. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool. I think it again. This is what I kind of alluded to earlier in the sense that what's Obi Wan's mind state at this point in time. You know, we don't know yet. We don't know this Obi-Wan. We meet him in Twin Suns, which I can kind of guesstimate would be about five years after this series. So at this point in his life, who is Obi-Wan? Is he just that old school hermit training the hardcore dedicated protector that we know that's still, you know, looking after Luke and looking after things and training and staying positive and commuting in the force and just becoming a stronger, better Jedi? Is he that guy or is he also that kind of like drunken, broken hero guy that we've also discussed in the past? Maybe he's that guy. And, you know, maybe when an Inquisitor comes to town, gets a sniff, you know, they are quite a worthy adversary. Like, Kanan and Ezra had had their hands full, man. Yeah, but they both suck. So, of course. They 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 were pawns, granted, but. They were the villains in in an animated show. Yes, they they always got duped, but they were pretty threatening. Well, look at look at how Ahsoka ragdolled two of them. Exactly. And, that was I have that written here. And there, there's Maul, that. Maul was like, "This is fun." Like, they're a joke to any competent Jedi or Force user with a lightsaber. They're a joke. Well, that's it. If 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 Obi Wan. You got to kind of imagine also Obi-Wan talking about his mind state. Is he the Luke Skywalker that we saw in the last Jedi? Does he have to cut himself off from the force to avoid persecution? No. You know what I mean? Vader, if Vader's looking for him and people are looking for him using the force, that's a thing, right? But he's also like, they can, I think, I think we all agree and expect that he's going to be, learning from Qui-Gon and Yoda in this series. So in, he might be dabbling deeper in the force than he'd ever been at any other point. But, you know, it can go, it, it can still lead up to that, you know, like it could be like, you know, this could be the kick in the pants that he needs and the awakening of him to be like, Oh man, like it's just, I don't necessarily think it's going to come down to that, but in the long run, if we do see an inquisitor, it is a trivial threat to him. It might not be if he's, again, if he's shut off his force powers for quite some time and just been feeling sorry for himself and wallowing in his sorrow, you know, and drinking uh, it all away. If that's the Obi-Wan we see at the beginning of the series, and, you know, this Inquisitor, maybe before Obi-Wan gets the better of him or her, sends some kind of message or an alert or something that alludes 
to Obi-Wan's existence or something that's just really mysterious and Vader gets a whiff of it, right? Well, and that, that can you know, kind of trigger the series. And Nathan reminded us, reminded us last time we spoke about this, that their job may not necessarily be to kill Kenobi. It's to find him so I can kill him. Exactly. And so yeah, in that that's way, true. In, you know, in, in that lens, maybe an Inquisitor is a worthy adversary because he just has to find him and then run like hell back to his ship and, and send an email. And, and I, I could see it like that too. Like it would be interesting if Obi-Wan was, was still a hundred percent, you know, that, that hardcore Jedi and just training harder and harder and becoming that guy. And, you know, he knows that he's kind of being watched and stop, has to try and stop it at the last minute. Maybe the, the transmission does go through, but again, like you said, Kyle, the, the way Ahsoka just kind of schools them with no lightsaber at all. <laughs> and the way, Obi-Wan literally dispatches Maul in Twin Sons is like, okay, like it's a, it was a one, two, three scenario. And this is Maul we're talking about who tossed these guys around like ragdolls, you had said. Yeah. But you, you again, know what? You, you, brought, you brought up Twin Sons twice. And I just want to say the Obi-Wan that we see in Twin Sons is an Obi-Wan that's come to terms with, with all this stuff. And I think the Obi-Wan we're going to see in this show is learning how to come to terms. I th- yeah, I, think I agree. Things, I think that would make more for more drama. The things that Obi-Wan learns or the, the developments for Obi-Wan in the series bridge the gap to a new hope guy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's so I, so maybe, yeah, there, maybe there is an inquisitor. Maybe it is more of a catalyst, east, e- even fight, let's say. Uh, probably not an even fight, but just... You know, it, 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 it's, it could be even Obi-Wan could be like, a almost lose it really. Like, think about it. If you haven't trained, like he's been in exile for 10 years now, right? Well, you know, that, we don't know how sane might, he actually that, is. That argument might hold up if Kanan didn't wipe the floor with Grand Inquisitor for after not training for 15 years and never being that good to begin with. That's yeah, not but true, did, did he ever That's close himself off from the force? Yes. Kanan did? Yeah, he did the hide for the first few years but like at that point by the time he faces the grand inquisitor he he's been training for probably like two three years but 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 hold on with who but was he an alcoholic <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Kanan, Kanan liked to drink Kanan was no like obi-wan to, though to a few come on days. but he, he wasn't tra- he wasn't sparring with anybody no but he was in touch with the force again we'll say and he was learning the force again too like that's part of the series is Kanan's growth like you see him struggling to be uh, Ezra's teacher and him not being confident and him just growing and starting to understand it more as he's teaching it. I, I get it. Uh, you know, I, for sure. But I, I think, the, you know, if, if they bring in an Inquisitor or plural in, a Grand Inquisitor for sure, you know, I, I can live with that. If they wanted to do like a three-on-one on Kenobi, hey, now it's maybe a credible thing. It's a threat that okay, sheer numbers, uh, old Ben is going to, is got, got his hands full, but I, you know, I'd love if they kind of made this more emotional for, for Kenobi and finally took that step and brought in Barris Offy as an inquisitor. Mm. Ooh, see, that would be a formidable threat and she could possibly even be maybe the first grand inquisitor. Ooh, maybe, or maybe she's just, another. and we love a masked villain. 
But I, I th- well, the, the trouble with that idea is if you bring Barris in, then you probably have to bring Ahsoka in because they're the two that have baggage with one another. And as much True. as I love Ahsoka, she doesn't belong in the series. I don't think. Like she's rumored to be in everything, but I don't. She doesn't need to be in everything, and I think she's probably still trapped world between worlds at this point. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, there's a way what to make Barris work. To... She wouldn't be in the world between worlds at that point. No. Where would she? No. Uh, nah, maybe not. Yeah, this series like ten years after, so it's like five years before Rebels. Yeah, she's still. Anyways, all all I was trying to say before um, was that, like, yeah, if like you said, if you bring in the Grand Inquisitor and uh, other threats, and and um, uh, that's uh, like Corey said, the, the the catalyst to get Obi Wan to be like, okay, look, I, I can't hide from the Force anymore, like. It, this is too dangerous, and I have a job to do here. Um, and and they help push that story point a little further. Then yeah, okay, I'm cool with it. But I, I don't see how. Just they to also, go back they to, also help Vader catch wind of it too, right? Yeah, exactly. And and but but I, I still don't see how uh, making them better like erases what JJ did with the Knights of Ren. There's no connection there. Do. 100%. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? There's still room for storytelling with the Knights of Ren. Like, it's not like, you know, there's probably like, what, seven, ten years of uh, of, of Ben Solo becoming Kylo Ren and, and, and these guys like mauling and, and, uh, and pillaging. Well, that, and like, that's, the, that's all they can do with the Knights of Ren. Just have them be almost like Vikings. Yeah, that. But that, I mean, that's. I, I always saw them that way, like yeah. marauders. Yeah. You know. Yep. That's you know they're just yeah they're just big bullies. Yeah, exactly. It, exactly. There's there's a deniability factor too if you think about it. You know, maybe Vader winked at Obi Wan from beneath his mask on the Death Star when he right before he died, but like for sure whatever happens <laughs> what? here, like he doesn't. Vader's not telling Palpatine about this. If they do encounter one another he's not telling palpatine about it right like i think when lose a draw like or stories it, where, where vader cannot keep secrets from palpatine he always knows I, I, they did that in the comic books and every time palpatine's like yeah i know what you did you tried to keep it from me and now you're gonna get this and he cooks him vader's not he's not winking at obi-wan at all like because even in even in uh in empire well, said, he, because he, he literally just... says like obi-wan can't help him anymore I was saying because there's like recording devices on the Death Star. So he's like, eh, we haven't seen each other. Because I honestly, like, if he loses Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan exists. It's a personal matter to him. It has nothing to do with Palpatine in the sense that I think he is one of those things that, you know, when, uh, same thing as Luke, like, he doesn't want to necessarily tell the, the Emperor right away. He wants to deal with it on his own. And if he loses, if he, he's not going to tell the Emperor. It's one of those things where he's like, I have a personal, I'm taking a sabbatical. Well, and that, well, that's the thing. Like, Vader <laughs> never gets away with that shit. He always, Palpatine always busts him. Like in the current Vader series, uh, Palpatine sends Vader back to Mustafar to kind of get his act back together. And he's like, if you, and if you use the force, like he wants him, he wants him to build himself back up without using the force. Do it the hard way. You know, you go back to Mustafar and build yourself up to Vader, but don't use the force. And if you do, I'll know and I'm going to kill you, which which is which is not nice. 
And uh, so, yeah, Vader can't hide anything from Palpatine. He'll try, but I don't think that he can hide this encounter. I think Vader would just be like this river of emotions that he would never be able to conceal from Palpatine. Or maybe Palpatine's the one that finds out that Kenobi's bumping around out there and says, hey, uh, your old buddy, he's still alive. Remember that failure on Mustafar that you had? Go back out there and clean up your mess. That would be very Palpatine-esque. It would, for, absolutely. That would track for sure. And yeah. he'll go out there and he'll fail. And it'd be just another <laughs> method for, for Palpatine to keep punishing Vader and say, you suck. You're terrible at this. You're not a Sith. You're garbage. Remember that time I found you lying there like a smoked brisket? <laughs> Jeez, <Ooh. laughs> Yeah, anyway. You owe me one. Just, yeah, going back to Rick's question, you know, if we spend time with the Inquisitors uh, and they're dispatched by the Empire, whoever it is, to, to find Jedi or Kenobi himself, um, yeah, seeing them act in a brutal way as they shake people down looking for Jedi or Kenobi, you know, that might go a long way to make up for how hapless they are in Rebels. Um, and, and this Kenobi show, it needs a good antagonist outside of the rematch that we know is coming. And oh, dude, we also haven't seen any of them. We've seen the first, well, the Grand Inquisitor, the fifth brother, the seventh sister, and we have the second sister as well, I believe, in a video game, if I'm not mistaken. There's Yeah, there's but, the ninth in the comics, I think. We've, we've seen a true. good number of them, but you're right. We haven't seen them all. And, who, and that, that's, that doesn't mean that the roster hasn't changed either, right? For sure. It, and it doesn't mean, like, there could be 40 of them. Who knows? Anyway, like, I'm just that's saying, interesting, like, but I think they could be a formidable guy. threat. You know, it's not something to be taken for granted on Obi Wan's side, especially. You know, no, especially if he's drunk and and disconnected from the Force. Like, yeah, and even if he is connected to the Force and still top of his game, it's it's not to be taken uh, lightly. Yeah, I mean, they're it's, a threat. It's, like the the we'll put it this way: the average uh, average person watching this show, like you, I, Carlos, Rick, we've all watched Rebels, right? A lot of people are going to be like, "Okay, that that's just a crazy masked villain after him. That's crazy cool. Wow, you know what I mean? Like they they don't know. A lot of people won't know. You're right, and sometimes they they do that. They take that creative liberty because wow, we need a good bad guy. So let's let's make this guy tough. But then you're gonna go into rebels and go, what happened to this guy? He sucks. I don't get it. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like outside of the rematch, we still need a good villain because everybody is looking forward to Vader fighting Kenobi. But we know how it ends, or we know that they both survive. And so you need, we need some other villain to to help keep the stakes raised. That could be a bounty hunter. I wonder. I wonder if. Be. I wonder if an Inquisitor could somehow get too close to Luke. I don't know what the circumstances it would take for that to happen, so it probably won't happen. But that could be the thing that gets Kenobi out of hiding. It would be cool if we did hear something along those lines in this series, though. Like how uh, Maul has that conversation with Obi Wan about you know the Chosen One and uh, knowing that he was protecting something. It'd be cool if someone came at Obi-Wan being like, I know what you're doing. I know the value of what you're protecting, kind of, you know what I mean? Like, to, to know the secret, but then obviously not get away with it. 
You know what I'd love to see? I think oh, I think it would be so cool is, uh, you know, Kenobi's so, somehow there's like the, the in one of the a, a climactic event. I don't know halfway through the series, an Inquisitor is at the the, the Lars homestead, and Kenobi's there too. And I I would love to see them pull from from, ah oh boy, that that's legend story that I always go back to with Darth Maul chasing down Kenobi and then uh, Uncle Owen blows out Maul's yeah. brains. Yeah. I would love to see them pull from that instead it's Uncle Owen that takes out an Inquisitor. I would love to and then he says That'd be cool. And then you get out of here Kenobi pick your shit up and get off my farm don't come back. That would be wild to me. Don't bring your laser swords here anymore. I, I want to see Uncle Owen do something. That would be that'd be fantastic. But anyway, uh, the Knights of Ren suck. They can't be redeemed. In my, <laughs> that's not totally true. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know. The, to me, they're not worth the time anymore. Move on. They're definitely whatever. Nothing's gonna really point a finger at them and to be like, look how bad they suck and look how cool these guys are. But definitely, I, I won't say they they suck. But definitely, and a huge. Huge opportunity lost. Yeah, it was a letdown. A letdown yeah. for sure. Yeah. They had the most uh, coolest masked villains that looked so badass with a complete blank slate. You could have made them like lost twenty, or you could have made them like this or that. You know, like uh, they could have been the guys that the uh, a companion uh, that came with the uh, Kylo when he left the order. Uh, there was so much potential there, and it was just like. On that cliff top, but episode eight, the last Jedi, was the momentum killer. There, JJ put them in and didn't do much with them in a TFA. Granted, but the momentum completely died in eight, and by nine, I mean JJ. Again, what is he going to do at that point? They were in it, but they didn't do anything. If you're going to put them in the, right? They they, they could have been dispatched after like uh, Finn. And Rose, that would have been cool. Could have seen them in that capacity, yeah. showing up on Kanto. They could maybe they could have been the Praetorian guards. They could have yeah, been, exactly. They, they that that was the, that's true. Stoke. Exactly. That you know, whatever. Anyway, we're not gonna. What the hell's the word? But then we, we missed out on Kylo. Sh- Kylo shrug. Ah oh, well, I mean, hey, that was a cool moment. But anyway. Uh, time to wrap it up, boys. Uh, we're done. And but Rick, thank you, sir. That's Rick from the Jam, Jam Transmissions podcast, which you should be listening to uh, if you're not. And I'm, I'll link to them in the show notes if you want to go uh, add them to your playlist, and you should, which you should do. Uh, but that's it for this week, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast where we, we talked a lot of Kenobi, I think, and a lot of plastic. Uh, but if you want to catch up with us, you can find us in the Tumbling Saber Facebook group, which we invite you to join and come hang out. And if you want to be part of the bigger podcast, like Rick was, uh, you can send your emails to tumblingsaber at gmail.com and we will feature it on an upcoming episode of the podcast. Uh, So until then, guys, Carlos, where can we find you on the old social media? You can find me at Music or at TheFunnyCarlos on Twitter and Instagram. And you, Corey? Well, you guys know that you can hit me up at ChopRulesWithAZ. You know, always, always chatting on the DMs, which is always nice. But uh, yeah, man, hit me up there. And Kyle knows where to find us in our closed Facebook group. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd certainly love to see you there. But uh, otherwise, you can find me on, t- on, on, oh God, not Tumblr. You will not find me on Tumblr. But you will find me on Twitter at Tumbling Saber. Uh, so come come check it out there. Love to connect with you there and talk more geekery. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week, folks. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for spending your time with us. We'll be back next week with a new episode. And until then, everybody, stay safe, get your vaccinations, and may the forest be with you. Sitting here for hours Looking at that show Pages getting wider Like a mirror to myself Struggle for the answers Questions frighten me Circles getting wider It's harder just to see